0: I'm co-host James Ash, and I'm co-host Phil Scave. Welcome to the Business Lockdown.
1: So, welcome to today's episode of the Business Lockdown. Uh, this is uh, this is an episode that I know that many many members of the audience have been looking forward to, and James and I have been looking forward to. Um, you'll recognise. Paul Paul Spence from episode twenty four, our our first revisit um, because in the first in our first chapter we are, we um, we dealt with a lot of issues and we we talked about the um, the incident and the recovery and, and, and that journey, but we're all we're all looking forward to to hearing and understanding. What happened from 2016, I think it was, was where we got to. Yeah. What, what's happened from there? Because uh, you've you baited us with so many different things that have been going <laughs> on with uh, different magazines and charities
2: and businesses and things. So welcome back to the show, Paul. Thank you very much, lads. thanks for having me. Thank you. I really welcome enjoyed it, um, episode 24, so it's great to be back and have the opportunity to talk about uh, the charity and you know, the business.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. it's great to see you again, um, and let, let let's get let's get straight to it. I think um, I think the the the, the, the first thing to, to talk about is um is the charity. How how what is the, what is the charity? How how did it start,
2: and um, and where are you at? So, right, then so I'll try and do this in a nutshell because there's so much I can talk about again. But basically, i obviously I've been through recovery and a good understanding of brain recovery and the challenges, um, my recovery hadn't been helped by the lack of support in the community for people affected by brain injury. Fortunately, I recovered well, and I wanted to make a difference. So I did this Facebook site, launched it, and there were people messaging me from our community, um, will you come and see my mum? Will you come and see my dad, my brother, my sister? So I was actively going out in the community, sitting with these people, and just passing on some wisdom and some learned experience, and, and, and trying to help you know, people in, in any way that I, I could. And the other ones would say, "Will you come and see him or her next week?" So you know, I was doing this, and and um, it quickly became a 24/7 sort of operation. I was working in schools, talking about brain injury, uh, mental health. I was I was openly speaking out about my vulnerability, and accessing support had really helped me. And I was working at the hospital, being a volunteer for you know patients in acute services. And so, and it was getting it was getting quite overwhelming. If I'm honest, I mean, I, obviously, I was just coming out with my brain recovery journey myself, you know, after that three years. And so I went to the local NHS, asked them for some support. We worked on a business plan. Which I mentioned that earlier on in the, in the um, previous episode. We worked with the the NHS and we opened the first community-based support and guidance service in our city for people affected by brain injury in our city, which was a a momentous day of absolutely amazing. You know, it was just so good. Um, Mm -hmm. With fantastic trustees who helped us, you know, with this. Obviously, I mentioned uh, Neil and and Sue in the last episode uh, and other people, you know, some fantastic trustees that came on board and local business people and ambassadors and that was such a, an amazing occasion uh, obviously on my own journey but more importantly the people it would serve you know nobody would would, would be left alone in our community and families could, could come and gain access support and, and um, education and services to help them. Yeah. I,
0: remember, I remember that launch as well I just I, I think I was a few days back from a three-month stint in Asia, in Southeast Asia, and, and came back and uh, covered the uh, the videography and was doing some interviews and stuff. It was a very, it was uh, it was a pleasure to be part of that and 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 stand back and just see. You could see that you know the clear work that everybody put into that to make it happen. So uh, yeah, fun fun memories of of that day for sure. And what, what was how long did that buzz continue, mate? How long did that buzz continue? And was it? You know, did that carry you through when there was a lot of challenges from the word go? I don't know starting any kind of organizational or business, uh, you know, brings, brings a lot of challenges. How was that, you know, very early on moving
2: forward? I mean, the, the buzz from the, the launch day, I don't think I've ever come down from that, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> 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 you know, this was just truly, this, this truly amazing. You know, a lot of hard work and a lot of support from so many people. And then, obviously, at the launch, there was the uh, chief officer of the um, CCG NHS, Latimer. there was there was, uh, MP, Karl Roper, there was uh, neuro um, the head of neurorehabilitation, Dr. Salawu. This was, like, just truly amazing. And people like Dr. Salawu, i actually been an inpatient with Dr. Salawu, and there he was, opening the Brain Recovery Centre with us. So, a really amazing day, and, obviously, since then, Things have developed so much, um, but it was fantastic to so open the doors. And actually, I had been working with people in the community, and obviously I had my own experience. But there were, the, the, the thing about brain recovery is that everybody's different. We are all different. We're all unique in our own right. So everybody will present with different challenges. If you and I had exactly the same brain injury, lads, frontal lobe, brain hemorrhage, we would all, we'd have similar challenges, but we would all present with difficult, different, different challenges because we're all different. We have different likes, different loves, ambitions and different ways of thinking. And so there's not one blanket approach for people. You know, so trying to support all the different challenges that are gonna come with brain recovery is, is, the, is, is the big challenge. Um, and so we've, we've learned over the last first couple of years of people accessing our service, we've learned about what all these challenges might be. And we're still learning today. There's always somebody that will come in and that was something that we haven't thought of, that they're, you know, they're struggling with and that they need uh, that support to help them. Um, but we've always adapted to suit the needs. We've always been very proactive with, in this. You know We don't want to just settle and, have, and just try and have a social time and that's, that's your lot or we try and have a neuropsychologist to, to do this, and, and then that's it. We've, we've very actively, and, and it's, that's been the hard part about developing pulper brain recovery, is to suit the needs for all. Because right. it's, it's so complex and it's so wide range, that that's, um, it's tough. And, and obviously the funding for all the, the rehabilitation, uh, neurorehabilitation um, support services is expensive. What should we be supporting people with? What shouldn't we be supporting people with? How do we get people to access services through the NHS that they should have accessed, but maybe they've fallen through the net? And what we've had to do is, although we were, com- well, a year later we were commissioned, which was another, I've just really jumped to that one. But, um, in 2017, we were commissioned by the local NHS, which was fantastic. We're one of very few um, brain recovery organisations to be commissioned in the UK. I'm honest. So this was just, you know, again, another major milestone for Paul for Brain Recovery. And it's working with the NHS and working with all the neurorehabilitation and the community services to work out how to refer people and who should be accessing what, who's falling through the net. And like I said, it's so complex. Everyone's working so hard out there to, to, to uh, support people. But obviously, as you know, a lot of services are just underfunded. And, and, and so many people and because brain recovery is so complex that it brings its obvious difficulties but we've just worked hard to and also to be fair we've had to work hard to prove ourselves yeah. you know i was just i was just a brain injured guy saying so i wanted to help people in the community and we've come on so much from 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 that and obviously working with um, lots of different professionals in our city and outside of the city to provide uh, the need and, and add that professionalism, and, and and support for people, and we're still so continuing to do that. Sorry, you yeah. must
1: have to do quite a few fundraising events then. Yeah, look, I was what, just about what? to get into
2: that
0: because uh, towards the end of the last episode, episode twenty-four, was it twenty? Just the, the number twenty? Was it twenty-six marathons that you just dropped dropped in loosely at the yeah, end of the episode? Was that right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 26. twenty-six and one. Was it one one man and one Ironman, um,
2: actually, yeah, that was that was a. just unbelievable. I mean, you know, I've, I was never a runner, pre-brain injury. Um, I didn't really go to the gym. I mean, I was active. I was, I was fit. Um, I was a former electrician. So, you know, I was hands-on and uh, physical. It was a physical job. Um, but me you and know, I was obviously worked hard and played hard. I was, you know, partied and, and obviously on the, on the beers and what have you. I was never really into um, sort of self-care, physical fitness or anything like that, if I'm honest with you. And, and at the time, I didn't think I needed, I had to be. And really, I could get away with it, lads, like like a lot mm. of people can. Actually, on a cellular level, at some point, it was going to come back and it, I was going to realise that I wasn't, I couldn't be like that, you know. And um, I think that's how a lot of people are functioning. Actually, after brain injury, I realised I had to look after myself, invest in myself, practice self-care, um, be, be so active with thinking about my mindset and using my mind space wisely and, and lots of other um, sort of traits of, of sort of good care and practice that would help me recover, like I did. And actually, that I could encourage to to help other people.
1: Yeah.
2: And on the third year of recovery, I did a, a marathon. I never thought I'd do another marathon, if I'm honest with you, but I just pushed myself that much in recovery with men's health, did a half marathon. And I wanted to be, I just wanted to be a good example to other people that were going through recovery and to try and help them. I, I really knew how difficult this was. It, it was so hard. And I was really fortunate and privileged with great friends and family. And so I thought if I push myself and I'd be this example, I'll do anything to make this work. And, uh, you know, I was never a swimmer. I swam a mile and then I, I, did a, I did a 26 week marathon challenge to finish my third year of recovery. So it would start with a swim and I was an appalling swimmer, if I'm honest with you. In fact, when I Sorry if I'm bouncing about a bit here. You know what I'm like? I like to, do my, my friend, My friend, well, James, James had ran a, a half marathon event on the first year of, of my brain injury. And we raised £17,000. And one of my friends, Chris, good friend, Chris Tramner, he, he, he did this run, trained hard for it. And it inspired him and he wanted to do more. And he said, I'd like to do a sprint triathlon. And, I, and, and he said, will you do it with me? And I said, I'm sorry, mate, I can't swim. And I walked away and I thought, how can I say that to him after he trained for this half marathon? So I went back to him and um, I said, I'll have, to, I'll have to go to the swim baths and learn to swim. So I said, Oh, yeah, I've got a friend who's a coach. Let's go to South So I went along, sort of flapping about like a big daft dog in, in the water. And I have got across for a length, puffing and panting. And um, the coach said to me, You have to put your head in the water and exhale, inhale, exhale. And I said, You can't breathe in water. He says, Of course you can. We had a bit of a stand up. He, he says, And he says, He's taking the pee. And I says, are you? And Chris looks at me and he says, have you forgot? And I says, really? And I went under the water and I blew out, obviously. I mean, you can't. And I come up like a big, excited kid. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> and I just forgot. I just forgot I could, I could exhale in water. And there's lots of other things that I did you know, um, quite comical. Throughout my recovery, I had such a poor memory. I just forgot a lot of um, basic you know, instincts of, 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 yeah. being, of being human. And so from there I learned that I could, could do the front crawl and I could breathe out and that was quite a revelation. And then um, I sort of built up my swimming, went on to do a triathlon with Chris and then I did a mile swim at the start of this this um, challenge and I could swim, cycle, run or row as the weeks went on and it finished in a marathon. And actually investing this and I was doing videos, showing myself, I was doing this and people were sponsoring. We raised 8,000 pounds from that event for the hospital again. Um, I presented that to the consultant who'd um, was like, you know, saved me at the start of recovery. And from there, I did that marathon, and I thought, ah, actually, it's not too bad. I can do another one of those. And then, actually, I went on to do four marathons in four days around Ibiza, but that's another story. <laughs> 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 I, did laugh, I did a laugh at the <laughs> island. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a pub crawl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was actually, what, what the message was there, Phil, it was... Um, you know, I'd been to a beef the previous four days, you know, stag do's and what have you, and, and, and you know, the clubs and the pubs, but actually I couldn't do that anymore. But it didn't mean to say I couldn't enjoy the magic of a beefy. I just had to do it in a different way. I was different, you know, and I had yeah. to look at things differently to adapt. Yeah. And so actually I saw, the, I saw the real beauty of a beefer doing this, doing this these four marathons, four days. I took a team of five from Hull and a lad who um, did the videography, and that was actually on uh, Sky. And it was at the World. But that's right. another story for another day. Um, <laughs> and actually, when we were on, on this fitness journey, we did uh, the, the Hull Monty, which was a great event. <laughs> <laughs> the Hull Monte. which I wouldn't was- know anything about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote my friends into five of us, obviously, the Hull Monte on stage. Terrific friends. And, and that's I've been really blessed and privileged with friends who have always uh, got, got, got involved with lots of different... Pushed their limits, and and about twenty um, topless waiters. We did two events, and that raised ten thousand pounds for the charity. Unbelievable! You know, we did we did a workman calendar with, with my old work friends on, on the at site that raised sort of three thousand pounds in in you know the the sort of their their spanners and their, their hammers and their drills all, and, and and covering their modesty and all, and all that sort of stuff. So it was it was all fun. And it was um, something different, doing lots of different activities to fundraise. Um, and then the charity was registered, so we never brought the whole Monty back since it was registered, and I don't think we ever will. <laughs> 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 obviously, we have to be professional, more professional. Um, and, but we have still continue to do fantastic fundraisers from the you know of Paul's 10k, which has been the annual event. The first year was the half marathon, 70 friends. If I'd have asked them to do it again on year two, I would have got shot, I think, because there was, <laughs> there was some naked legs. And what we did at the time, because Paul for Brain Recovery, remember, wasn't actually even there then. We'd, we'd, we raised uh, £4,000 for a local uh, charity, a Life for a Kid. Um, right. And we had about 100 people get involved in that event, and we raised £4,000. It was a 10K. It was more manageable for people. And it's been 10K since. Actually, that event's gone on to raise tens of thousands of pounds um, for... Uh, it was the it was the, the half marathon for the hospital life for a kid, and then the, the the third year was my marathon year, first marathon. And the last six, the last ten k of my marathon, there was a hundred over a hundred people there waiting for me to to finish to finish that run. That was just, oh, wow. ah, it was unbelievable. I'm just <laughs> truly, truly blessed, and you know, then people, all the people had carried me throughout early recovery, and there they were again to support local causes, support support the hospital. And that's when I've really felt the power of the community and the power of giving. The the, the kindness, the sheer kindness of people, just so overwhelming. And I, I feel that today. And actually I'm um, I feel thankful in a way that I've been able to recognise that. Because actually if it hadn't been for my brain injury, I don't yeah. think I ever would have done.
1: Yeah.
2: Um and it and it truly is overwhelming. And 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 so after the third year, the charity was starting to grow in 2016. We opened the Brain Recovery Center and we, we asked the public to support us, you know, support people after brain injury, support our development. And and they have done in abundance, in abundance all those years, people coming back to do Paul's 10K. We've done various other events and cycling, swimming events and running events. We did the pole ball, so we did the, the uh, masquerade ball at the Guildhall, sort of three, four hundred people coming along singing, dancing, and just generally having fun, you know, and, and auctions and, and you name it, sports people from around the, the, the city and the, the country have been supporting us. The development is just extraordinary. You know, from, from <laughs> clearly, <laughs> yeah, there's from- a, a lot, a lot, a
0: lot bigger. I, mean, I, I do know that the the Paul 10K recently, like many things under this new, uh, this new normal that we find ourselves in, uh, was unable to go ahead, and I, it was really lovely to see everybody in their branded t-shirts and tops and banners and stuff coming together as a community and with that in mind i know um on sunday you launched was it a 2.6 challenge is that what was the and because it's a national isn't it a national it was a national thing that was launched on sunday was that when the um london marathon should have should have gone ahead
2: that's right james yeah yeah so sunday we so recently due to the coronavirus uh, the charity sector is losing billions um which obviously is having a a huge impact on on the running, and the, the you know how that how the charities can help people. You know, obviously, everyone's fighting to to provide the best support, but with limited funds, it's going to have a knock on effect. And so, the, the the London Marathon had a, had a fantastic idea, and, and as it wasn't supposed to be on Sunday, that I mean, that that event alone would have raised sixty million pounds. We had people running that event for us. They trade hard. And and like a lot of other people, it's wonderful people from around the UK and around the world coming together to support you know causes. Um, and so, what the London Marathon and some other organisations did was, was they they created this platform and they called it 2.6 Challenge. So they played on the words there with the 26.2 of the you know the, the distance for the marathon. And people can use 2.6 in any capacity or 26 in any capacity. So you could do 26 press ups. 26 laps of your garden, 26 um, hops on the spot, or you can do 2.6 um, kilometre run or a 2.6 mile bike ride, all within the government gardens, obviously, of your daily allowance. But getting involved and fundraising for your local cause and actually giving yourself, giving people something to do at the minute. you know, We're all sort of looking for things to do and keep ourselves entertained. And this platform can be used by any charity to reach out to their supporters. So what we've done it's obviously encouraging our supporters to help in any ways and get, you know, think of creative ideas. What well, charity ambassadors, uh, trustees and staff have done, and other volunteers, have done the Cool Down in Lockdown Challenge. And it's had a great response. We launched it on Sunday. It's been fantastic. <laughs> um, you might have seen this. It's, you've got, you've, um, if you're nominated, you have a measuring jug. You have to stand 2.6, there's the, there's the number, uh, metres away from your loved one, whoever you're living with, and they are going to get a bucket of cold water and launch it at you. Not the bucket, just the water. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to launch it at you, just completely drain you, and you've got to hold your nerve and try and catch as much water as you can in the jug. Bit of fun, light-hearted, and we've had lots of children getting involved, families getting involved. It has provided that light-hearted entertainment, and all the while, um, supporting people affected by brain injury, you know, for, for um, Paul for Brain Recovery, helping people in our city across East Yorkshire and, and Lincolnshire. And we're very thankful for everybody's efforts, you know, really. Are. So, and you got, sorry, when you are nominated, you donate three pounds. So, it's funds, it's awareness, and it's fun activity and positivity within the community. And we launched that, like I say it's just been amazing to see to see everybody if people haven't been nominated already for
1: that where can they go to uh to find it and and nominate a friend or yep
2: like, thanks bill yeah so on our facebook page hall for brain recovery you can go along and see the guidance that's posted it's pinned to the top if you want to start your own you know cool down lockdown challenge uh, with your own uh, people to nominate you don't have to wait to be nominated you can start it yourself So feel free, please do get involved, guys. Um, It means so much to to obviously myself, all of our team, and ultimately the brain injury survivors who you will be supporting find their new normal. And and on this, if you didn't mind, chaps, I'd just like to um, just just sort of raise some awareness around the current situation with coronavirus. And how we're all feeling, um, you know, we are out of our routine. We have got a, a, a loss of income loss of friendships, loss of independence. Um, and just lost that uncertainty. Just, we're all questioning our future, and how we're going to cope. And that is all very similar to somebody affected by brain injury. But the thing is, everybody else is gonna go back to some normal, or some, they're not as normal as you can to what your life was. People affected by brain injury have lost part of their identity, they're never gonna get back. And it's gonna take them months and years to find a new normal. You can imagine how uncomfortable that would feel for somebody. It's, it's bad enough looking out your window thinking, go, oh, I just want to crack on and get on with my life. If you don't know what your life is, then that's lost. And obviously the money that people are helping and the support that we, that we get from such wonderful people helps us support people affected by brainage, helps us support their families to find that new normal and, and make them feel comfortable in the world and help them reach their new potential. Without that, you know... If you're not sound of mind and you don't have the right support, what chance do you have? Hmm. You know, we we all rely on, we have illness, we have injury. Unfortunately, generally, you rely on this to get you through. You rely on support, but you rely on your mindset and your intelligence to help you overcome obstacles, overcome illness, overcome injury. When you've had a brain injury you can't rely on your mental strength or your strategy or your intelligence to get you through, it's a very lonely place.
1: Yeah.
2: And you it's can't very... articulate that to your family to tell them how it feels for you. It's very frustrating. It's very confusing. And it, it's just simply devastating for people. So having a point of access in the community where you can go along, you can be understood. You don't have to worry about your deficits and your struggles. You, you know, we'll, we'll sort of laugh with you. We'll cry with you. But we'll encourage that you that level of acceptance and we'll help you find a new you. So thanks to everyone that's got involved and hopefully that gets across just the power of how you're trying how you're helping and um, how, how amazing you really are.
1: Yeah, no, so it's a very, uh, very relevant phrase that, isn't it, for what we're going through now for brain injury, that finding your new normal. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, very powerful.
2: Yeah, because I didn't really have to, brain injury is quite a, a difficult subject for people to, to understand, you know, it's so complex. Mm. And it's not something we've all sort of um, experienced ourselves. You know, when we have a cold, when our cold feels, we break our ram, not break our ramp feels, etc., cetera, et cetera. But brain injury, um, you know, fortunately, it's not as prevalent as 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 the other illnesses or injuries. And so, it's it's difficult for people to understand. And actually, because um, there are a lot of people affected by brain injury that where it's invisible, there are some people where it affects mobility. But there is a good proportion of people where it's invisible and because the person can't maybe articulate how it it is for them, it adds to the dilemma of people being able to understand and and the loss of friends, the loss of um, identity, the loss of independence, the loss of income, the loss of future is is so huge and I think like you just said Phil, at this time, it is a good opportunity for us to try and gain you know, some of that that understanding and that that sort of sympathy and empathy for people that are going through that that, that um that, that line of despair, as I, as I'd call it, the line of despair is that brain recovery pathway and finding a new a new normal.
0: Yeah. You you've you've often you've heard the same uh often with depression in the past or, or mental health, where if someone breaks the arm, you know they've broken the arm, and you know not to you know you know kind of how to approach that or to, to treat that area of a person with care, but with mental health or depression, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not visible, is it? And yeah. you just alluded to that. Well, well, I'm really eager to to find out. So you've, you've, you've built all of this positivity and network and had such a drive uh, with Paul for Brain. How did you get into the world of business? Was that a natural, you know, brain Works? So give us a little in, insight into brain works, how that came about. And was that, did that feel a natural pathway or was that something that uh, was it was an opportunity that was presented to you that, that you, you took with both hands? How did how did that come about?
2: Brainwax actually came about when I was um, through recovery again, when I was uh, trying to get into men's health. I had the ambition of, of featuring in men's health and I was eating good foods to be aesthetically pleasing. And um, I actually thought at the time, you know, I really need to be nourishing in my brain and, and, and giving me the best chance. And every time we eat, we have the opportunity to nourish our brain. You know that—that's fact. And actually, I think we live in a world where, we're, where a lot of appearance matters more than mm. how we're thinking, how we're feeling, and our emotion, which which is quite sad actually. And I think there is there are there is that awakening to that, and actually how foods can influence all those things—mood, thoughts—and and and, I, and I, if I'm honest, pre pre brain injury, I was probably one of those people that never didn't think about any of that, but. After my brain injury, trying to nourish my brain, I realized the power of food and how food was really helping me um, with my performance and how I was feeling, especially, obviously, I was on the back foot with neuro fatigue uh, and just struggling with memory. And what I realized, I recognized was that when I was eating good foods and when my family was putting um, brain healthy foods into my meals, my function was better, my performance was better, my mood was better. You all know yourselves, lads, if you eat Mm. McDonald's all weekend, you ain't really thinking well on a Monday, are you? True. You know, we're not. We're not. We're feeling a bit bloated, but obviously, all, all affects this. You know, our our gut and our brain are constantly talking to each other, and you you literally simply cannot function the most complex computer on Earth on crap food. Well, it can actually. It can't even just function, but it doesn't function well. <laughs> it's going to cough and splutter,
0: isn't it? Like an engine, yeah.
2: like a car. Yeah. But what what was?
0: Was it an opportunity that led you into to creating a business? Was it somebody who approached you? Was it a niggle that you thought, I, I, This is something I've got to do now? I've got to, and I've got all of this knowledge, I can take it into a business.
2: How did that yes. look? So, 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 at the time, I, I saw I recognized these foods are helping me. I credit Good Food of helping my recovery. And what we did recognize as well was that there was nothing specific on the supermarket shelf for brain health. You know, there's all this stuff for your protein, and for your muscles, and you know um in you know, a little boost and and um sort of sort of mass mass gainers and all this stuff, lots of different um and drinks and, and snack bars, but nothing really into brain health and I thought that was strange um and so I spoke to a few people in our city, some business people, spoke to a nutritional scientist who also said completely understand what you're saying and you're completely right um so we we'll worked together on creating an, um some snack bars which was fantastic. And then there was some drinks at the time. We were sort of um, working in the kitchen, cooking up all these creations, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, 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 we branded with rainworks, We didn't know what that, what that came to be with a brand agency from Leeds and got the, got the logo and everything else. And it was a really exciting journey actually. You know, just developing the products, developing the, the packaging, developing the website, uh, and bringing it all to life. And then it, we came to, we, we, we launched we did a little bit of a soft launch, really. And and then we just, not, we just found all the challenges. <laughs> so all the fluffy bit creating something and it's all like, yeah, yeah this is great. I um, really wanted to just help people and provide a product that would nourish people's uh, minds and help them, you know, cognitive function. We're all up against it and we're all flagging in this fast paced 21st century. There's so many inputs in our brain uh, it is. It's, fine, it's natural, it's found that it's difficult, you know, it's as, as, as wonderful as the world is, our brain's trying to keep up. And so there are lots of things that we can help our brain with, with exercise and other uh, natural sort of remedies and, in, and uh, ways of practice. Food's one, so brain works was going to be a solution. And the, the only, <laughs> trying to penetrate the food market is difficult. It's different, especially with a new product. What what um, is a is as mainstream, if you like. So if you bring in a protein bar out, for example, everyone's going to recognise it. It's on trend. It's been on trend for a long time, and actually that, that saturated that market. If I'm honest with you, mm-hmm. but you, but you, people would understand it better. So trying to bring a new concept, new idea, although everyone knows the flagging, everyone knows that they're tired in various ways, and everyone should know that food plays a massive part in function and not, you know, not only on bloating, but your, 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 your um, cognitive function, your mood, no one really seems to, no one really seems to sort of get it. It's almost like a bit confusing because it's obvious food plays a part in our, our brain function. And it's almost when you, you know yourself and are trying to start something, it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes um, a lot of knocks at the door and different people and different influencers. I mean, when we did launch Brainworks, we, we, we were really excited. We had um, some local um, sports people. We had Jamie Peacock, a you know, Great Britain rugby league player, who was, who was one of our ambassadors, Tommy Coyle. We had Liam Cooper, Leeds United footballer. So all these, these um, you know, sporting celebrities, if you like, they knew, the, they knew full well. The power of food, the power of exercise for the mind. It's just trying to communicate that to you know the rest of society, and I think there's a huge there's a few a huge um, work load to be done there, which I'm keen to work on. Um, as obviously, it's got a lot of going on with Paul for brain, <laughs> <laughs> but there is I think there's an education piece, and I think I think we're on a cusp. You know, we've been we've just been riding this wave for the last sort of, what is it, 20, 30 years around um, mental health. And I think we're still on that journey, and I think it's still rising, actually. It's still going. And and, and food, I, I really do feel at some point over the next decade, is really going to play into that, and people are going to start waking up to just how influential food is, not only for how we're looking, how we're feeling on the inside, and what it's doing to us on a cellular level. You know, we, mm-hmm. we do know that foods now, and there is research to show that, uh, healthy foods and, and healthy ingredients can help with Alzheimer's and uh, dementia, the prevention, of heart disease and, and lots of other um, neurodegenerative diseases, cardiovascular diseases, diabetes, food, food is a big problem for you know, a lot of people. And
0: it's, it's funny because with that in mind, I know when I, when I get into my zone and training, I've done a good three, four, five, six months of really good diet, you know, full on focus, my routine's in check. And um, you, you get to a point and you, it's almost like I remember now how great it feels to be yeah. doing all of this. It's almost like, and, and, and it's funny when you're not in your routine and you're not, you're not training as, as much as you should and your diet's not on point. You kind of you're aware of it, but you put, like you kid yourself, don't you? You like yeah. justify it. If you've had a bad day, you 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 know you can eat that cheese toasty. or yeah. if you've been busy and you haven't had time to prep anything, you'll just grab something quick. And it's it's easy to get in a in a, in a cycle and out of that positive uh, routine and habit that you find yourself in. It's yeah. interesting, Paul, what you said there about uh, with about the branding in the supermarkets. And I remember that you know we all know uh, Innocent Smoothies, the 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 drinks company. Um, and all, all of the goodness. I remember they, they came onto the market and you almost couldn't believe that everything in it was pure goodness. You know, there was no, they busted they no, no kind of uh, additives or added sugars, anything like that. But I do remember that they actually sold a chunk of their business to Coca-Cola. And I remember at the time thinking, well, that doesn't, that doesn't fit surely with the ethics of innocent and nutrition and and coca-cola which we all know is yeah. is, uh, is shocking in terms of their ingredients it seems like you couldn't have two two opposites and i remember seeing an interview with the owner of innocent and he was asked the same question it was like well what it just doesn't make sense and he said it was purely for um, for sh- supermarket shelf power yeah because coca-cola as we many know it's coca-cola don't just own coca-cola they you know they have ownership of a number of food and drinks groups and so because of their spending power um within supermarkets it allowed innocent to have shelf space that they weren't able to have prior to that and it changed their business around i thought i was always very interesting uh, very interesting to learn that um Absolutely. It is, where, where are we at with with brainworks paul so, where are we at with that could, could
2: so, so Launch brainworks with some fantastic feedback we had, we had our ambassadors we, we were, if I'm honest, we, we had a soft launch and it just wasn't big enough. I think we needed some more experience within our team, if I'm honest. Uh, this food market and not, the people that were on our board didn't have that experience. And so we launched, uh, we launched, we, we were stocked in some soul garages, um, you know, around around the city and Yorkshire. Um, we had some talks with Morrisons, which was was, was fantastic actually at the time, um, and we were sort of stocked in some delicatessens, fantastic local support for, for, for the business, but it was, wasn't enough. You know, we've really got mm-hmm. to, to uh, um, get this on a, on a bigger platform. And so we went through numerous challenges, as you'll appreciate, lads, when you start, start a business and you're learning so much and you feel daft and you think, why well, didn't we know that? And how didn't we know this? And, but that's all part and parcel of the journey. And you've just got to take that on the chin, haven't you? And just, you know, yeah. just keep moving forward, learning from those mistakes and so what we've done is we've had a, a, a change of the board. We've brought some new people in with a wealth of experience. I'm really excited, very excited for the lo- relaunch of Brainworks, um, which we, if I'm honest, you know, wasn't going to be relaunching with some new products. We've got a drink that's going to, that's going to be coming on, a meal replacement drink, which is you know obviously fantastic for, for your body and great for, for the mind, and some snack bars again. And we'll be developing some other products over the next year or two uh, with, with our new team. We were going to be launching actually earlier this year. And I don't think it would have been a good time to launch, if I'm honest with you, with all that's going on. So and I think <laughs> if, we had done, yeah, we, if we had have done, I think we would have thought that brand was just doomed. But fortunately, we never, never, never launched. And um, it's given, given us an opportunity to work on the products, refine them, um, do some more research, and, and finding out what research has already gone on into, into foods that we can sort of, you know, be promoting and promoting these research uh, studies to show that food really does matter. Because that's what people want to see, really. I think, for me, I just know it and I feel it. And I think everybody does. If you're really honest with yourself, if you eat a chocolate cake and you think about how you feel and think, versus if you eat something, you've twisted some fruits some nuts, seeds or whatever, you know, whatever it might be, you know, for a fact, your function, physically and mentally, is different. Mm-hmm. It, it's obvious. But people like to see the studies, so we're, we're doing the research, and, and there are other studies out there to show how food and, and nutrient-dense food with you know, your fatty acids, your omega-3s, uh, flavonoids, uh, and lots of other uh, anti uh, antioxidants, and c- can play a huge part in helping your brain function at its best, helping your neurons, fighting the oxidative, uh, the oxidative stress and, and so on. So lots more research, lots of education to come out from Brainworks and uh, lots of great products in, in, the, in, the, in, in, the, um, in the mix, in the background. So we, we'll look forward to that. In fact, lads, when I'm ready, when we're ready, when we launch, I will send you two out. I'll send you some products out to try. Boxes. Yeah, two, two, two boxes. That. Yeah, we'll send you some, and you can sample sample some. In fact, you could sample some. You can have some for your for your um, interviews when you're speaking we to could people. Be on, we could be on the show, could we? That just, would be like, good. Just... yeah. Well, I know I know how intelligent you two guys are, and I know that you really buy into your mental function, your performance, and it's obviously people like yourselves who are after, who want to nourish and have the best well-being, not only for today, not only for tomorrow, but for your future and longevity, because that's food you know food's playing a huge part in in, it it uh, sounds
1: like like an essential piece of kit in like a business owner's briefcase
2: exactly really really
1: cognitive uh, ability
2: yeah 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 absolutely uh, awesome
0: what's the ultimate goal with brainworks paul what's the ultimate goal
2: the ultimate goal with brainworks is to educate people and really get that education piece out there and uh, get people talking not only about what about eating the products just about understanding how food influences brain function, and obviously to have a fantastic range of products from snack bars, drinks, um, to yogurt toppers, to breakfast cereals, and everything else, everything in between on the supermarket shelf, mainstream in your Holland and Barrett, and potentially Sainsbury's, your Tesco's, um, everywhere. You pick up a brain wax within a mile radius. That'd be the ultimate. <laughs> Whatever you have with your what, you <laughs>
0: what, 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 what and not food groups. If you, could, if, if you could give five foods, five foods that are for, for, for the average Joe, for anyone out there that are great for, for mental health, great for, for, um, for your brain. What, what are the five, five really amazing foods that you can just go uh, so leave off?
2: Chai seeds. I don't know if everyone knows about chai seeds, mm-hmm. uh, a little powerhouse. Um, walnuts, obviously, they even look like a brain, don't they? You've got your blueberries. You've got your obviously fatty fish, you know, fish and you know, your um, salmon, tuna, all, all all fish, you know, it's got fully your omega freeze. And actually, I'll do a drink for the last one, which is green tea. Green tea is fantastic. Have you heard about something called BDNF?
0: No, B, I don't know.
2: BDNF is brain derived nootropic factor. <laughs> it's a powerful little protein that stimulates neurogenesis, the creation of new neurons in your hippocampus. And actually, it repairs your neurons that are flagging. So, BDNF is huge. Everybody should know about BDNF. And there are foods that help stimulate BDNF. So, you know, green tea, your blueberries, and other foods. Uh, turmeric, actually is another powerhouse anti-inflammatory properties with uh, curcumin. So that, that's actually you know if you're a curry lover, keep scoffing because it, because it's super. It's got a, <laughs> turmeric. It's fantastic for you. Um, but obviously exercise helps with BDNF. Socializing helps with BDNF. Foods, sleep, and some other things that, that can that can really help stimulate BDNF, brain-derived nootropic factor. Stimulates neurogenesis, the creation of new neurons in your hippocampus. And actually, when when BDNF is stimulating in the brain, it helps build new neural pathways. So, you know, I've said uh, I said to our, uh, our service users at Paul for Brain, we are not hardwired, we are live-wired as human beings. We are not fixed. And obviously that has come out in the research over, obviously, the, the years. At one time, they thought the human brain was fixed, and it's not we can create new neural pathways. It's difficult, if you think about um, all these, these pathways within, within our brain, and we, we try a new hobby, and it's almost like a dirt track, it's a very faint pathway, but if you keep working at something, it'll build, it'll build, and almost, if you keep at it over six months, a year, it'll be like a highway, where the neurons are very easily talking to each other, and actually BGNF stimulates neuroplasticity, and it helps building new neural pathways, so for our service users at Port for Brain, if an area in the brain is damaged, so for my example, the frontal lobe haemorrhage, the damage is <clears throat> repaired, but it's not um, completely repairable. You know, the, the, there is an area that the neural pathways run through where they can't anymore. But what your brain is so clever at doing is, it'll introduce um, compensatory strategies, and it'll build neural neuro pathways around the damage. It won't be the same, and it won't be the same speed as, you, as your original you know, um, pathways and communication. And it has to go around to so maybe a bit longer. So for me, me example, in certain ways, I'm slow at processing all this, that, the other. But you can build new neural pathways. BDNF helps with neuroplasticity. Actually, BDNF helps with depression as well. And so for our service users especially, BDNF is so important in build, helping to build these, these new neural pathways and helping to develop yourself and helping you to get over those challenges with what were uh, inflicted when you had your brain injury. So, BDNF, brain derived nootropic factor, everybody should know about this. <laughs> the, the creation of new neurons in your hippocampus. I mean, neurogenesis, what a word. <laughs> I mean, fantastic and, 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 and You know, this is, I, I want to go into schools, I want to talk to, to students about neurogenesis and, when you are exercising and you are trying to, you know, trim up and you trying to look good, actually, another incentive to to, to exercising and, and to helping yourself and your mental health is the b- creation of BDNF. I mean, if, I, I'm bewildered. As, I mean, I've obviously I've been on a on a journey where I've had to learn about all these things, but some of the research that that's coming out around neuro, uh, BDNF and other sort of brain healthy. Sort of activities and ways of being. It's just, it's just unbelievable, you know. So I've got a real passion with sort of Paul talks and, and my work in schools, my work in prisons to be helping people understand how this can help them. On, on there, we're all on a journey, aren't we? Mm. And you know, and helping your mental health is really going to help reach your potential, whatever that may be. Yeah.
0: Well, by being on the show today and. Uh, talking like you have, you will have literally educated thousands. You know, this reaches uh, all, there are many countries around the world in the in short time that we've been running these shows. And uh, I mean, you've certainly educated us. Uh, just make a note as well, Paul is the first guest to, um, to, to say that Phil and I are intelligent. Will go a long way. In fact, we'll have you on on every day, Paul. Just that's it. Now it's uh, the business
2: lockdown with Paul Spence. That's it. That's how he got (laughs) his second (laughs) episode. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, (laughs) yeah.
0: Flattery will will (laughs) go a long way. (laughs) 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 Well, on that note, I mean, you know, if we had three hours, uh, uh, we could cover so much, and and, uh, which, which goes without saying well you'll be you'll be back for a, a third episode in the not so distant future we'll keep a keen eye use our group and our audience to provide resources and uh, and links to, to what you're able to share and also drive attention back to you guys because you're doing amazing work and uh, it's an absolute pleasure to, uh, to have you on the show and um, to, for you to provide value and insight to our audience.
2: Thank yeah. you. I, you know, thanks for having me again, guys. And um, I just want to finish, obviously, thanks to yourselves for helping us raise awareness and, and sincerely thanks to everybody who's been part of my journey and part of Paul for Brain Recovery, the charity's journey. And if you've helped us in any way, um, I'm so thankful. Please continue to do so. And if you've not heard about us, please do visit our website, have a look, and have a look at Brain, it's going to be launching soon. And um, the work that we're doing, um, you know, is really, really helping people um, who have had um, such difficult circumstances, and you know, helping them get over them. So that's what you're doing. Thank you. Awesome, Paul Spence, you, Paul. the business lockdown. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you much very love, much. Paul. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on the business lockdown please comment like share and subscribe to help build our global community we look forward to seeing you all soon